This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Welcome to episode number 155 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes, and the first ever to be endorsed by dishwashers, and dishwashers too. But just the same, my name of course and as always is Jason Bullet. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, a theta, plus the imitator, assassinator, baby. I demand the hour to remember the power, too sweet to be sour. They call me Mr. Tibbs. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Baby, baby. And here we are starting the sixth year of the old kitty pot. Thanks to everybody who listened to the fifth anniversary special last week and everybody who participated in one way or another. So what are we going to do to kick off year number six? Hard to believe me saying that. Well, we're going to take it back a little bit to, you know, a kind of a guidebook of sorts to life with autism. And we're going to do that as the main topic of this episode. But first, let's get to my social media. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. And Instagram page is going to be coming soon. Don't worry. And then Facebook page is also where you go as far as that. He said stumbling over his words ever so slightly. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, it's a lot quieter here at the Bullet House in the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York. I forgot to tell you that at the beginning. That's where I'm coming from today. And that's because the other two occupants of this house, okay, one real occupant, the other is a guest every now and again, they are at present, and as of time of recording, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I've had the house to myself for... About almost a week and a half from now, but they will be back in due course. And that's what inspired the main topic of this episode, autism and how you deal with loneliness. We'll talk about that later on. we got other stuff to get to here, not the least of which is the vanity portion of this episode. What's been going on in the life of one J. Michael Bull since he's had the house to himself all this time? Good question. I wish I had an equally good answer for it. Why are you better, buddy? I'm listening right now. Okay, okay. Well, what did I do? Well, just recently it was Mother's Day weekend, and, you know, my mom's been gone for five years now. Sad to hear. I still can't believe it. I still miss her every day. So now you're probably asking yourself, how did you spend the Mother's Day weekend there, Jay, with no mom in your life now? Well, that's a good question. I hope I have as equally good an answer for it. Well, you better, bud, because I'm listening. You've had a bad run of form with these episodes. All right, get out of here. It's him again. Anyway, he got his one appearance, and hopefully that's it. Anyway, so the Saturday of, I wound up having 
friends over to the house for only the second time in the last, um, actually second time inside of a year. I had them over the house for the 4th of July weekend. Okay, part of it really. Had them over for a cookout. What a big turnout that was. A much smaller turnout this time around. My friend Dave and his wife Andrea came up and they just liked the house and the subdivision and all the surrounding area too. So we played some games. I provided the refreshments and whatnot. And it was a small turnout, but it wasn't short on good times. That much I can tell you. You know, this game I got at North Shore Bookstore with my gift card that I got for Christmas. And it's a version of Scattergories, but you can play it with cards. They say it's a lot better version of it than the regular board game. Here you just have like a deck of letter cards and you have a deck of category cards. So, for example... The letter card you draw, uh, let's say C, as in cactus, and then the category is, you know, boy's name, you probably say Charlie. You got to tap the card that says, I know, I know the answer. Charlie, so you get it right. After 30 seconds or so, you're like, ah, you know what, let's just switch. Well, my dad just texted me, he and his companion have sat down for supper down there in South Carolina. Okay, where was I? Hey, cut the dead air, will you? All right, come on. You only made two appearances there. You made one. All right. So I lost my train of thought there. Woo, woo. There it goes. <laughs> so quiet Saturday evening at the house. I really didn't go anywhere on Saturday so far as I can make out. Oh, yeah, I went and got my car inspected the next day. I had to get some 11th hour uh, refreshments like veggie tray and whatnot. There's still some stuff in the fridge. I got some stuff earlier in the week as far as um, consumables and drinks. Non-alcoholic, thank goodness. You will be glad to know. I can't partake myself because I'm on Zoloft and my dad's companion earlier this year said, you can't be boozing it up no more. So there and anyhow. So that brings us to Mother's Day Sunday. The cock crowed that morning and there's no funny lines there. Now originally, I had... Wanted to invite my sister, my brother, and my nephew, all three of them over the house here for supper or lunch or anything like that for Mother's Day. But then my brother-in-law texted me and said, um, how about you come over our house for breakfast? I said, sure, because their reasoning was my sister and my nephew were going to do some mother-son bonding time on Mother's Day. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. Celebrate mom that way. So... Got up earlier than usual. I don't normally set the alarm for the weekend. That's my big sleeping in time of the week. But now I figured, well, I'm going to set a goal for having a consistent, you know, going to bedtime, even on weekends, like Friday and Saturday night. Especially a man of my age. So there you go there. I got up early enough so I could do it. I had an early appointment for a car inspection and also for this little get-together. So there was that. Then I went to a casino in Schenectady. Did very well with this slot machine. Okay, won $2. Not a big deal. And then went to this farmer's market in Schenectady called the Green Market. The very first episode, or one of the first, I should say, involved the trip to the J Street Marketplace, which is right nearby. And I remember looking in the Open Door Bookstore, and somehow I found my way into the children's section and uh, there was this book about, you know, this bear cub gets dropped off at his grandma. You know, mom's going off to work and everything. And 
They're playing around. And I said, who's that? And then she comes in. It's the mom come to pick up the bear. This little bear cub. I'm like, I'm out. See ya. Whoops. Funny how that turned. That was awkward. Well, no trips to the bookstore. I just walked right past that place. And the place was humming. It was such a nice day. Beautiful out. Starting to warm up finally. And I find myself in the J Street Marketplace near where I used to go for in-person autism support group meetings way back when. And then I decided to go to this record store. I'm like, oh, this old record shop. They're having a sidewalk sale. I think they had CDs for 50 cents. I think like cassettes for a dollar. Cassettes, I heard, are making a comeback. So I got a PDQ Bach CD for only 50 cents. One half dollar. You can't beat bargains than that. Well, there's really nothing else that interested me. You know how it is with these sidewalk sales. You that desperate to move inventory? But then anyhow, went into the little cubby hole of a place, paid my 50 cents, and then booked it back to the car, and that was it. Just a nice, quiet Mother's Day afternoon. Yeah, however, it was interrupted briefly when my brother-in-law had to go to the bathroom. He should have gone before he left on his little walk. He didn't have the dog with him, and obviously... My nephew was with my sister at the time. So that's it. It's been pretty quiet. I mean, I'm don't get me wrong. I like having the house to myself, but I sure miss my dad and my companion, even though I do hope they are having themselves one heck of a time down there in Myrtle Beach. Well, folks, that music can only mean one thing. And that is the return of Jason Sports Corner after a long absence. Now, if this isn't your bag, go ahead and fast forward to another part of the episode. We'll get to our main topic in just a minute. But first, I haven't talked much sports in this podcast so far this year. Yankees are off to a great start. I'm very happy for that. Wasn't much expected of this team. Um, of what I've watched on YouTube and read about on ESPN and listened to all these podcasts and whatnot both involving the Yankees in general and baseball in particular. Yanks are really socking the ball. First time in a while they've had the lead in the American League Eastern Division. In fact, on Mother's Day, game one of the doubleheader, Glaber Torres, it may have been Mother's Day, but it was also Glaber Day. Game-winning home run, bomb of the ninth, 2-1. to one. Unfortunately, they dropped the nightcap of that doubleheader, all the rough weather this past weekend down there in the Mid-Atlantic. Really... Uh, Putting a kink in the armor there, or kink in the schedule, or cricking your back, or something of that nature. Strike out those which do not apply. I like to take all of it off, you don't mind. Oh, get out of here. She's got a heckler. One man Statler and Waldorf on the Muppet Show. Anyway, Yankees are doing very well. I do have to address what happened, I believe, was. I think it was two weeks ago, or maybe the first... I think it was, yeah, it was the first Saturday of the regular season. Or some time ago. I, I don't know when, but the Yankees were facing the former Cleveland Indians. Now known as the Cleveland Guardians. Great name, guys. <laughs> Great way to rebrand the team. I'm sure the Washington Commanders should have given you lessons. But anyway, uh, there was another walk-off shot. This also involved Glaber Torres, but there was a base hit rather than a home run. But that's not the point. That's neither here nor there, the saying goes. Sometime before all this happened, there were uh, some rowdy fans there in the bleachers in the outfield. I believe they're called the bleacher creatures. 
and it, you know one of the Guardians outfielders got injured or something like hey, go that which was really poor form. Let's be honest. I wasn't at the stadium, so how should I know? I didn't get to be an eyewitness to all the stuff going on there. So sometime later, one of the outfielders who wasn't injured almost gets right in the, one of these fans' faces, and it caused quite the scene. The, the bleacher creatures in the left field were throwing trash onto the field, just hucking it over there. And after the game, Glaber gets the base hit. Everybody should be all happy, happy, joy, joy. But they find out, oh, there's shit going down in the outfield. We got to put a stop to this pronto. I could see Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. I watched the YouTube video like, hey, what are you doing? John Boy Media. By the way, they and the Yes Network got this great uh, content and marketing deal, which good for them, man. They started a small outfit. They've come some way in some time. I'm, I'm happy for them. So, you know. Hopefully those fans will not be in Yankee Stadium ever again to ruin a great, otherwise great day at the ballpark. You know, I've been watching some of the NBA playoffs, watching some of the Stanley Cup playoffs, some great series going on in the NBA. Watch it as much as I can. You know, month of May had the Kentucky Derby. I watched that last Saturday. Oh boy, rich strike. Who'd have thunk it? The second biggest upset in the history of the Kentucky Derby, I believe this was... He went off at 80-1 to 1 odds, which is amazing. This is why you bet on the horses, folks. It reminds me 10 years ago, I was at Saratoga Racecourse one Sunday, and I had lost my shirt, kind of, on one race. Like, I'm sitting this one out. In that race, a 67-1 to 1 long shot came home in first place. I was like, oh, I should have bet. Oh, man, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Should have placed a bet on this one, too. I'd have... <laughs> Ooh, man. I nailed the Exacta like $4,100, I think, was the payout for the Exacta. I'd have had to fill out forms, square things up with Uncle Sam. But anyway, it was a great, thrilling race. I was so hoping Zandon would win the race there. He was uh, Chad Brown's horse in the Derby. It was his entrance. He's from right here in the rolling hills of Saratoga County. Actually, a Mechanicville boy. And no Bob Baffert. He's persona non grata Churchill down for the next two years, and I doubt that he's going to make the meet at Saratoga once that gets going later this year. So, uh, throwing Kentucky Derby, an 80-1 shot wins it. Yankees are looking good. We're about a month into the season. And this, thankfully, has been Jason Sports Corner, and we will now go to the main event. All right, folks, as I stated off the top here, uh, I'm going to be talking autism and loneliness. And likewise, I've had the house to myself here for about going on two weeks now as of recording. But I know next week uh, there will be noise here again as my dad comes home and his companion too. Okay, my dad's companion lives in North Adams, but now is not the time to split atoms. So I decided to do some research here on autism and loneliness and give my take too. Now, a little etymology lesson here. That means the study of how words are formed and whatnot, the origins. Autism comes from two Greek uh, words. Or I say one's a preface and, and one's a suffix, or a prefix rather. The first part of autism comes from the Greek autos, which means self, and ism is ismos. Well, you got the familiar suffix there. 
And when I did my research, this came from a blog called Autistic and Unapologetic. And I took the notes as best I can. Sometimes those of us on the autism spectrum enjoy being by ourselves. I'm like, well, what are you doing being cooped up here? Like, well, you, oh, what a sad sack you are. It's just you running solo deep instead of being with a whole group of people. Well, it's a double-edged sword, this whole loneliness bit. Well, let's not confuse that with isolation. I know some of you right now are like, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you confusing this with isolation? He said, no. Loneliness is one thing. Isolation is another. I continue on here, at least the blog does. It says, well, sometimes we enjoy being by ourselves. Other times, it can be overwhelming. It also goes on to say that four out of five of us on the spectrum, that's 80%, so overwhelming odds, chances are you sling a dead gopher, you're going to hit one of us just who was reported being all by their lonesome. It's a bad situation to start, but then over two years ago when this COVID pandemic bullshit started, it worsened an already bad situation. Now, contrary to popular belief, those of us on the spectrum actually want some kind of interaction. We don't want to be all lonesome Joe. People think like, ah, well, he's all lonesome Joe over there. But we actually do want interaction. And when we go into self-isolation, that's a response, according to the blog, to sensory disruption and unpredictable atmospheres. Here's an example. I like the self-isolation bit. Sometimes when I go into a public setting, like not my workplace, thankfully. Okay, kind of. You know, I, I have like wireless earbuds and I get podcasts and I listen to those. So that kind of, you know, help deal with the thing. I know it limits interaction. It can become an annoyance to some people. And by that, I mean some members of my family. But you're going in, you can, you can never really control the environment once you get out of your own house. Or your own, wherever it is you dwell. You're going to have to deal with a lot of stuff. Here's an example. I'm going to see one of my nephew's baseball games this weekend. And I thought he, I didn't know he was going to be doing it. But then I found out that uh, Hunter was playing baseball. That's my nephew, by the way. He is going to be playing. I said, hey, uh, I texted my brother-in-law. Do you have a copy of the schedule? And I said, he said, sure, I'll send it to you. I'm like, all right. So I downloaded and printed out in case my dad and his companion want to go. And I found out this weekend he has a game at about 11.30 local time. So at midday. I'm going to be packing a lunch for that one. But, you know, you go to a ballpark, be it Little League or Minor League or, heck, even the Big Leagues with the Yankees. I mentioned them earlier. You really have no control over the atmosphere. You're dealing with a lot. If you've been in these situations, you certainly know of what I speak. I don't need to be a broken record on that whole deal. Well, it's one thing when we want to get into social situations. We want to do it at our own pace. Trying to push those of us on the spectrum into social situations oftentimes can be counterproductive. You want things to flow naturally. You do it yourself you're going to probably have a better time of it. But you get pushed into a situation, it's going to be some rough going. Because as I said earlier, there's no control over other people's actions. Well, duh. However, some people think isolation is a bad idea. Oh, he's just all cooped up in the house all day. You know, they want to put around the house all weekend. However, isolation can be beneficial to both 
those of us on the spectrum and neurotypicals, those are people not on the autism spectrum, the normies alike. Here's some examples. There's an increase in productivity and creativity. There's also an increase in the number of opportunities to do that which you want to get done. I mean, I don't have my dad going on my back here to get things done or going up my hinder or whatever. I mean, I know to do things myself when he's not here, like clean the house, for example. I don't have to really have time during the week, what with work and other obligations. So on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, usually the former, when I'm done with breakfast, I'll bust out the broom, I'll sweep up the kitchen, you know, do that, then get out the vacuum cleaner, vacuum that which I've swept up, and then, you know, go here in the living room at Bullet House and vacuum up and also take care of that rug near the foot of the stairs. So there's that to get done here. And also, you know, maybe do some dusting, you know, go grocery shopping, even though I now do that during the week for some strange reason. Oh, yeah, high gas prices. Okay, we might talk about that next week. Any who's it's a lot of stuff I want to get done. And, of course, recording podcasts, of course. I like to have a nice, quiet house whenever it's just me talking into my phone or doing interviews on Zoom. So there you go right there. Also, stress gets lowered. You're not dealing with other people around the house. You can feel all calm and zen and like that. I got to take a little drink here, a little ASMR for you. Hope I didn't spill some of my shirt here. I don't think I did. Anyway, hope you enjoy that. I really added to the atmosphere. You can't spell atmosphere without ASMR. <laughs> There's also an increase in both self-worth and self-understanding. You enjoy the silence, not the Pesh Mode stylies, but you have a greater feeling of your value in society and also coming to understand yourself and who you are as a human being. Now, isolation can be beneficial, as I stated just moments ago, but the Autistic and Unapologetic blog does offer some tips on how you can beat the isolation monster. Number one, understand who you are before you try to understand your place in a community. For example, consider what's important to you before you go out meeting people. That's one key to solving the isolation problem. You just don't have any friends sometimes, or your old ones are all doing their thing now. Now, one thing that they put apart is sensory issues. Sometimes you don't want to go into a place because, you know, the senses are not what you like. It's too loud in there. It smells weird or something like that. Those are the big ones for me. Like lights are too bright. You know, three out of the five senses for me, that's what can deter me from going to any type of a place or public setting. Too loud, the lights are too bright, too noisy. You know, one thing, a smell. there's like a weird smell somewhere that really hits your nostrils like an infield fly ball. So those are one of the, one of the three, or maybe all three in a rare instance would be like, nah, I'd rather I didn't. Number two, make the effort. You can't just do it sitting on your duff putting around the house and whatnot. You actually got to get out there and make a concerted effort to be in these situations and meet people and your life will be the better for it. Number three, and I've stressed this before. Actually, I've mentioned this before when I've told tales of socializing in past episodes. Manage your expectations. So, you know, maybe it goes one way. That's how it is, you know. 
So you expect it to go one way and somehow it goes another. You get this mindset like, oh, this is going to be great. And, you know, X, Y, and Z happens. And then none of that stuff happens at all. Or at least one of them happens. It just leaves you all bummed out. So there you go. So once again, how to be isolation. Understand who you are before you try to understand your place in a community. Number two, make the effort to get out there and socialize and be a sociable person. And number three, manage your expectations while you're out there. So as brief as this segment was, I hope you find this useful. Loud noises! All right, folks, we'll do the pod shout outs here, but I realize it's too late, but I played you into Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. This month marks 10 years since the passing of Adam Yalk, also known as MCA. To many, he was the heart and soul of the Beastie Boys. So I just want to recognize that. All right, on to the business. Some pod shout-outs here. Greetings from Allentown, GFA Live. Peter Winston and Keith Langston did a live watch of WrestleMania 8. They finally made it to Indianapolis. Kind of. You can follow Peter on Instagram. Well, not Instagram. He's also on uh, Twitter at GF Allentown. He also has his own YouTube channel, believe it or don't. Break it down, show P.A. Turner had Ripley Rawlings, there's a name for you, and Charles Arthur, two first names. Well, Ripley Rawlings talked about, well, I gotta see what this is now. Boy, you're really ending this thing on a high note, aren't you? Oh, will you get out of here? Jeez. That's three now. You're out of here. Okay. Ripley Rawlings talking about this thing called the kill box. The guy's a retired lieutenant colonel in the Marines. So you don't want to mess with him. And then Charles Arthur talked about the dangerous effects of social media. Do follow my stuff on there, will you? You can. And speaking of social media, you can follow the show at Break It Down Show. And you can follow the host Pete A. Turner at Pete A. Turner. They have the Laurel Littles podcast. Thanks to Chuck and Roxy for wishing me well on the fifth anniversary of the old kitty pod last week. Well, Chuck and Roxy had Adam Jameson and Sean Smith on. You can follow the show at Loyal Littles Pod. Still no sportscasters with Steve Bennett, but just the same. Follow him at the underscore sportscasters on all your social medias. And finally, I want to introduce a new podcast to you. I know we talked about autism in this episode, as I've done in so many others. There's this great podcast that I started listening to off the back of visiting the Autism Expo up in Saratoga last month. And it's called One in 44. It's by the Anderson Center for Autism. And they're based down in the Hudson Valley of New York State. And it's actually the edited version of a talk show that airs early Sunday mornings on this radio station down there. And it's also available as a podcast if you live outside the Hudson Valley, like me. Well, the guest they had on here was Dr. Kristen Soul, S-O-H-L. And she is the executive director of Echo Autism. There have been some great episodes here. And one of them, oddly enough, has a guest, the head of our chapter of the Autism Society, which I was really surprised. That was a great interview that they did with her. You can follow the Anderson Center for Autism at Anderson Autism. So great to have one in 44 here on the pod shoutouts. As for this little dog and pony show, feel free to give us a little review and a five-star rating if your podcatcher has capabilities to do so you can 
download and listen to an episode of this podcast on Apple Podcast, on Google Podcast, on Spotify. Almost but not quite full archives. Looks like they ran into a whole thing with licensed music that I was using. Even you know, like that. So that, some episodes are not available. Apologies for that. That was a Spotify decision or Anchor FM. I don't know who was behind it. Maybe both of them. I really don't know and nor do I half give a shit. But either way, if your podcatcher is not mentioned on there, I've posted the feed so you can paste it on there and enjoy all this audio goodness that comes your way every so often. As I stumble towards the end here, we're going to go to one more thing here and for those of you who are new listeners to the show, it's something I talk about. You know, I usually go full circle. Sometimes I'll go back and revisit something that I talked about earlier in the episode. Or In this case, I'm going to go away from what I've talked about. I've come to the realization I'm nearing 40 years old. And time is flying so fast it just makes your head spin. I'm not one for talking off the cuff. Well, we certainly heard that today. All right, come on. Jeez, he has to butt in every time. You give somebody an inch, they take a gall dang mile. Anyway, 17 years ago this weekend, I graduated from a college that is soon to, in name only at least, no longer exist in the history books. Or it'll live there, but not in the present. You get it. At the time, I was a student at Castleton State College in Vermont. I've mentioned the or this uh, fine institution of higher learning a number of times on this podcast. It was Castle State College when I graduated 17 years ago this very weekend, May of 2005. Scary me saying that. And I got some memories too of the commencement week. Like the last two weeks, you know, I just come back. I took my last trip as a collegian to New York City. What a memorable time that was. And I've just seen all the pictures there. I had a digital camera for Christmas the previous December, and I was just taking it with me to take pictures and whatnot for posterity. You know, being in the at the Fine Arts Center for the Student Awards a year after I I attended as a nominee in what, I don't know, it wasn't any of the athletics category, so that narrowed it down. <sighs> and then, you know, after the senior project, uh, five women wearing the same dress, I've did a previous episode where I'd a little forward into the past, as it were, read some of my old writings. And then there was commencement itself, you know, just walk around the campus one last time as a steward, as a steward and a student. At least Earl Clark got to interrupt, not that other guy. Uh, you know, just taking it all in. And then looking back at all those pictures and what an emotional time it was to be who I was at the time. I'm now in the real world, or to quote the great Tom Lair, sliding down the razor blade of life. And if the last two years have proved anything, I've gotten some pretty nasty scars. Not going to lie. Usually brought on by uh, the pandemic and everything, but there's been other stuff going on in my life too. I just reflect back and what a crazy ride the last decade and a half plus has been, and how sad I am as an alumnus of this institution that at least in name only, an institution that I've really enjoyed being with, have some of my best moments, some of the greatest times of my life, is going to be going away. The new name is going to be called Vermont State University, which you know, all of us alumni have railed against, and we were all shocked and saying that 
those responsible to say, we're going through with it. I'm still going to call it canceling, gall dang it. That's just how I am. Well, one thing that's not going to change is the name of this podcast and how we do business around here. As I announced that we have now reached the end of episode 155 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I thank you as ever for listening. I hope all the moms out there have themselves a great Mother's Day. And this is going to drop Saturday, so I hope all of you have a great weekend. And speaking of Castleton, congrats to the soon-to-be VSU class of 2022. I'll just call it Castleton from here on out, as I stated earlier. So, as always, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks for the support. I'll talk to you on the next one. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Otis lives. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog. <laughs> hey, Clavin! Wake up! This has been a Kitty Pod production, produced in Saratoga County, New York, shared with the world.